Welcome to the Pursuit of Relentless podcast. You got your lovely host, Miss Elena. And today we are super excited because we're going to be talking to a guy that I met through the Arte group. His name is Corey Baker, and uh, we connected a little while back, and I was learning about his journey, and I was like, man, you're a badass. <laughs> like, so yeah, I figured I would bring him on the show and get him to tell you guys a little bit about his story and why he decided to go into the field that he's in and all the nitty gritty. So thank you for coming on the show, Corey. Take it away. Yeah. Well, hey, this uh, man, that, that badass bar keeps getting lower and lower mm-hmm. uh, as we roll on. But yeah, thanks for the kind words and uh, appreciate having you on my show here recently and excited to be able to just chat for a little bit. But yeah, I mean, my, my story, I, uh, I was actually involved in uh, full-time ministry as a pastor, uh, believe it or not, for 15 years and uh, did that. And it was, it was okay. I mean, I think we, we all are people that are, our lives are made up of decisions that we've made and the environments that we have created. But I'm also a believer in, in seasons, you know, it's just, I know you're, you're up in the Vancouver area and you, know, you got some amazing seasons up there. You got spring and you got summer and you got winter and you got fall. Mm-hmm. I think life is like that. You know, we, we have um, seasons that we live through and I went through that season and it was great. I I learned some things, but I'm in a different season now. And I I love what we do. We're involved in health and wellness. We we have clients and coaches all over the country that we are assisting to create physical health and also financial. And so that's really been a very rewarding, Uh, wrote a book uh, a couple of years ago called chasing better Uh, which is a lot of my journey and just really is all about helping people just become the best versions of themselves. You know, I do a podcast and and I wrote the book, but primarily we're involved in health and wellness coaching and really enjoy that. I personally lost about 30 pounds uh, six years ago. So that became a passion area for me, for sure. I just love listening and helping people. And I know we live in crazy complicated times and Life isn't nearly as black and white as many of us make it out to be. But and there's your UPS man. Thank you. There's my UPS man. Yeah, I hear the dog. (laughs) Yeah, she's freaking out. Uh, Which is great. You know, it adds character to the podcast. (laughs) Here's the cool thing about that is, you know, we, we there's so many people that disagree about just about everything, politics and the virus and all stuff. Everybody loves dogs. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't matter what you know. We everybody loves dogs. So anytime there's a dog barking or things like that, everybody just kind of pauses. So I think that there's a possibility that you did that on purpose, <laughs> so that people will kind of endear more to the podcast because they love your dog so much. Well, I tend to put more videos of Ellie up than I do of myself, and I'm like, ah, I should really think about this for a minute because I literally post more about my dog than anything, and I'm like, oh, it's like that. The, the new parents who post every single five minutes of their child's life. Oh, it's, a, it's attraction marketing. I know you're never going to get someone that says, oh my gosh, I hate dogs. I just don't, I don't, I don't know if there is a person on the planet. And if there is someone on the planet that doesn't like dogs, I'm not, not sure we want them on the planet. I, I think <laughs> no, right? Please unfollow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like what, what is the matter with, you don't like dogs. Like there had to have been something incredibly traumatic that happened to you. And I don't want to take that away, but like, it's a dog, you know, we, we love dogs. It's so funny because like I was actually attacked by a dog when I was a little kid. And I don't know if a lot of people know that about me, but I was terrified of dogs when I was younger because I had a paper route and um, I walked up to this porch and I didn't see the dog until I was literally like in his bed. So I got a little nip Mm -hmm. and uh, the owner came out and was like, 
literally picked the dog up by the scruff and threw him on the ground. And I was like, whoa, bud, like, Dang. you didn't have to go that crazy. Yeah. Um, he's like, oh, you can't treat people like that. And I was like, yeah, but I'm a seven-year-old and I scared him. <laughs> like, Well, we have a couple of things in common. One, I had a paper out too. Two, uh, I did not get attacked by a dog, but I did get attacked by a bird once. Hmm. And uh, that's that's why I still hate birds to this day. I, I don't forgive easily. And well, animals, at least the birds. I, I cannot, I, I don't like birds. So for the, any of you that are listening <laughs> that are bird lovers, I'm sorry. I cannot handle birds. They they just, I can't see how anyone would ever have that as a pet or have a bird as a pet. I'm sure they're great. They eat worms. They're, they're phenomenal. They're fun to look at, but yeah, not a bird guy. No. My brother got attacked by an owl and he's like, um, yeah, those are hundred pound birds. Like they're massive. And it was the most terrifying experience of my life. I was like, yeah, I bet bro. <laughs> like that's crazy. I'm a, I'm a bird person. I would never have one to own, but I do love birds. Like I have a connection to eagles. Yeah. I got a big eagle tattoo on my back and that's for my grandparents. Like I had, a, yeah, my reincarnation stories, but, uh, yeah, it was really a beautiful transition, really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, great. Well, yeah, I, I, so that's just a little bit about me. I, I'm a coach. I'm a former pastor. I'm married. I have two girls. I don't like birds. Um, <laughs> that's, that's. I mean, if that, if that was going to be my, my autobiography, I'd probably be what I call it. There you go. Podcast over. Just kidding. Yeah. So what got you into the fitness and coaching space in the first place? Well, so I got into coaching because I, I mean, I have a story, you know, I mean, when, when, so when I lost 30 pounds, I, I did. So people started asking a lot of questions about what I'm doing. And I think one of the nice things about being involved in health and wellness is that, uh, you can't hide your story. Uh, yes. you know, I, I love that people help others with, you know, finance stuff and think things like that. But I think one, a lot of times if, like if you get if you get financially healthy, it doesn't always translate into a physical transformation that people can see, unless you're just buying bling stuff that everybody you know notices. Which usually a lot of people that buy that bling stuff that live it out loud are kind of buried in debt and they're just yep. doing it for show and because they just have an ego that needs to be stroked. But for for us, um, I start I lost weight and people were really asking me a lot of questions and it just becomes one of those things. You know, there's a lot of stuff out there and I'm sure even in your industry with financial uh, planning and things, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of competition. There's a lot of crap. There's a lot of people that are just out there that don't really care. And and you have to navigate that when you're assisting people, because, you know, you, you not only are trying to help people, but you're trying to battle back against perceptions that people may have about what you do. And I you know, literally had that happen today. I had an yeah. interview at four o'clock and she's like, Oh, what company are you with? And I told her, and then she's just like, Oh, I want nothing to do with that company. You guys are a scam. I'm like, yeah, the government license. Like, how does that make me a scam? Well, people are people just feel what they're going to feel, and so when when they you know, and, and I think social media has brought that on, or, or people are just products of past hurts in whatever way, and I think people just have have misconceptions. I, I treat it like this, right? A few weeks ago, I was in a, in a, well, it's, I exaggerated that as a few months ago, back when things were open. But when I was at the mall, I was buying a hat. I like wearing hats, and when I was in the hat store. There was someone that was working there that said, "Hey, if I you this hat. If you buy the second hat, uh, so I ended up buying two hats. I didn't walk in there with the expectation to buy two hats. I was looking for one specific hat, but I walked out with two. And the guy sold me an extra hat that I didn't necessarily want. But I said, "What the heck? 
I did not walk out of that store offended that someone tried to sell me a hat. I don't walk into a hat store offended that someone is going to try to sell me a hat. Right. Now, if you, if you compare that to like kiosks in the mall where there's people that are out there trying to get everyone and their mom to try their, their, their perfume sample, people go out of their way to avoid people like that. Yeah. And so I kind of equate that to like, I feel like what my job is, is to sell hats to people that have walked into a hat store. I'm not out there trying to hawk hats to people that don't want hats. I, I really am. I'm, I'm kind of in a place of really trying to look for people that are looking for me. The person that just yeah. ne- needs help, knows they need help and are, are just looking for someone to assist them. So when I actually got started, I, I had a really good friend and he saw me lose weight and I said, Hey, um, you know, he was like, what are you doing? I said, I'm, I'm doing this program. It worked really great for me. I have a coach. He helped me. Let me give you his number. He can help you too. And he said, well, I, I don't want to be coached by that person. I don't know them. I want you to coach me. Can you become a coach so that you can help me? And I did. So I really, I literally got started to help my friend and it turned into this. I had no clue, but I think that's a lot of our, our story is we've just kind of had a, a one person at a time mentality and have really taken a an approach of saying, Hey, we are going to work with the ones that want our help and, and we're going to show love and grace to everybody else. So every person that we meet, uh, whether it's the person that doesn't like the company or whatever, like you don't get to choose that you go into one of two categories for me. You're either in the, we work together category or you're in the love and grace for me category. You're in one of those two categories. I love that. I think it's all about caring about people and you have to limit who you're speaking to and I don't know, as a salesman, most people are like, you want to sell to everyone. I'm like, no, I don't want to sell to everyone. I want to sell to people who want my help. I don't want to deal with those negative people who are just like nitpicking every single thing that I'm doing. I'm like, do you want me to explain it to you again? Because obviously you didn't get it the first time. Like, I don't know, (laughs) but it's, it's all about going in with the right intention. Like if you go in with the mindset of I'm genuinely going to try and help this person and if they want my help, fantastic. And if they don't, bye, hope I taught you something you know, then you're not going to be giving away your energy and you're not going to be sitting there just being drained of everything that you've got by sitting there trying to help this person who doesn't want your help. I, I, you know, I think one of the, re- the the main issues that people have with entrepreneurship, you got, you and I are, are liking that. We, we're entrepreneurs. We're building our own business. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we both have networks of people that we're assisting. And I think one of the biggest reasons that people don't succeed in businesses like this is they have a massive fear of failure and rejection Yeah, that they just take it personal when someone says like what they said to you today, you know, I, I don't like your company. We equate that to saying, I don't like you. Right. And even if that was the case and they didn't like you, why does that bother us so much? Why, why do we need everyone to like and to approve of who we are and what we do? And I think that's just part of the issue, you know, that we're, we're all facing is we're just on this massive quest for, approval. But the problem with that quest is it's an, it's a, it's a, it's a never attained quest because you're never going to get approval of what you, you want. You know, we, we talked about this at the beginning puppies, as odd as it might seem, there are people in the world that don't like puppies. Like there are people, and if there are, there are, there are people in the world that don't like Disney world, they don't like puppies. So why am I surprised when I come across people that don't like me or don't like my company? Right. Um, like don't want to get in shape or don't want to be happy. Right. They, 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 you know, and, and I think for us, health and wellness is such a personal thing for a lot of people that if, if, if my mission is to help people get healthy, then I think sometimes people feel 
fat shamed or that they're less less than if they are not healthy. And and I get that. I think that's a very real thing. You know, I've I've never been one that struggled immensely with my weight. I was always honestly the other spectrum. I was really scrawny and skinny. Like I just didn't that was my issue. But I get that. I, I totally understand that. I, I think that, you know, we, we all just have these misconceptions of, of what's out there and um, we're just, we're on a journey. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, and we just don't see this in our country a lot, but man, I just, I, I wish that we had a lot more grace for people. I, I wish that we were a little bit more, a lot bit more understanding that just because a person is doing something that uh, maybe I would never do that, Somehow that means that, you know, I, I can't still be friends or have a connection with that person. Or, you know, like for, in my sense, just like I'm that girl that you talked about earlier who said, I want nothing to do with that company. Well, my, my, uh, the reason I would get that is because she obviously had a bad experience somewhere. Right. Well, I mean, I was a pastor. So, I mean, that means that any person that had a bad experience at one church in their head means that they're going to have a bad experience at every church. Right. Or just because you had a bad breakup with one dude uh, means that all dudes are like that or all girls are like that or whatever. And it's just, it's just not true. I, I think, you know, but I get it. We are all products of the experiences that we've had. Yeah. And I want to circle back to the approval addiction stuff. Like if you look at your life and like you said, you've never struggled with being obese or anything like that. And I'm the opposite. Like I've always struggled with obesity because uh, I have a food addiction, right? But everyone has their vices that they fall back on that makes them feel comfortable, whether that's watching TV or playing video games or eating food or uh, smoking or drinking or whatever it is. Everyone's different in that sense. But what needs to happen is we need to figure out what makes us tick and what is driving us and what maybe some of our downfalls are. And then once we can establish those things, we can understand people more because say my roommate, for example, is very fit. And yet she has a standard for herself where she doesn't want to hit a specific weight or she's uncomfortable. And I'm like, I get that. However, I've fluctuated a hundred pounds twice now. So it's very different when you look at what she eats compared to what I eat. I'm also a foot and a half taller than her though. Right. So every single person's going to be so different. And that's why when people look at you and they go, Oh, your plan's not going to work or this it's, it's not about the plan. It's about the consistency. It's about the discipline. It's about making things happen. We've got to get to a place that we learn to appreciate and admire diversity in our world that we cannot expect everyone to have the same experience that we have had. You know, um, I, I don't have, I've, I've never been a hundred pounds overweight, but that doesn't mean that I can't empathize with someone who has. And, you know, for me to be able to look at you and say, well, it's easy to not be a hundred pounds overweight, just stop eating so much. Right. Well, it's not that simple, you know, or, or someone that would say, okay, you know, you're addicted to cigarettes or you're addicted to whatever, just stop. Well, well, just enough with that. Like, we don't know what it's like to be them. And we don't know, I don't know what it's like to have your genes or your DNA or your addictions, just like you don't know what it's like to have mine. So I think, you know, we, we just, we live in a world that is so quick to rush to judgment because we're filtering everything through our own experiences and through our own past and completely realizing that what we're seeing in other people is just a real small 
glimpse into what their reality has been their whole life. Mm-hmm. Well, and then you look at what's being portrayed as um, sexy, for instance, on social media. And I'm like, dude, I don't want to look like that. I find that that's disrespectful to my spouse. Like I wouldn't want to put myself out there in the ways that some girls do. And I'm, that's just me, but I don't care if they have a beautiful body. I'm checking them out too. You know, I'm like, dude, you look awesome. Like give them a high five, but that's just not my style. And that's not a bad thing. That's just who I choose to be and how I choose to look. And don't get me wrong. Sometimes I'm sitting there going, man, when you lose a hundred pounds, you have a ton of excess skin Mm -hmm. and it's really hard to love your body sometimes, but you have to go, Hey, this is my battle wounds. Like this is the proof that I did the work and I have to love myself for it. Even if I don't necessarily love it, you know, you got to still work on the internal and not worry so much about the external. Yeah. I I love that. I, I think that's such a, that's such a key thing to, you know, to remember and view the, you know, battle wounds, battle scars, and just, you know, we, we are all on a journey. (laughs) <laughs> and as long as we are breathing, that journey is, is continuing and, uh, just we're, we're all on a, on a quest to build great bodies, to build great businesses. And, and there's just some people that are at a different place in the quest than, than you are. And that's okay. I, you know, we, we live in complicated times, but I really am optimistic and hopeful that we're, we're in for good days ahead. Mm-hmm. Jocko calls it the war path. He says, you're in for the war path and you just got to survive. Like that's the only key. Like you have to survive. And in order to survive and thrive at the same time, you have to push yourself. And if you can push yourself, people think you're superhuman, but you're not. You're literally a normal person just doing the stuff that other people aren't willing to do. And normally that means that you're going to get things that they're not willing to have. So if someone is putting in the work to get a six pack, (laughs) They deserve a six pack. If I'm not putting in the work to do a, have a six pack, I'm not going to get a six pack. I can pretend like I'm going to have a six pack, but if I'm not actually doing the proper dieting and the proper exercises, that's not possible. Right. And it is more challenging for some than it is for others. Like I remember in school, I don't know what kind of student you were, but I had kids in my class that never studied at all. And they got straight A's. And then I had me who had to work my ass off to get like a C plus or a B minus and so I, you have two choices in that moment. I, I can either work my ass off for a B minus or I can not try and get a D. The, the element of me not trying and getting an A is not possible for me. It's just not. So I can complain all I want to about how this isn't fair or I can work hard for the B minus or work really, really hard for the A if that's something I choose to have. Mm-hmm. So there are some people that have better genetics or different genetics. And, you know, someone like you who has to, you know, really, really watch what they eat. And you've got some friends that could eat three Big Macs a day and lose weight. Um, is that fair? Of course it isn't fair, but it is what it is. You know, I mean, you're going to, we're, we're going to be miserable if we start trying to play the fair game mm-hmm. and wondering why everyone else gets to experience what they do. And it, it's just, you get the journey that you have and you have an opportunity to be alive, to breathe, to, to exist. And, and that's a, that's a really great gift. I think, you know, we all have a lot uh, of differences, you know, with, with our politics and with our finances and with our bodies. We, we all are so different, but yet we all have one thing in common, and that is we're all mortal. We, we are all temporary here. We, we all have passing moments that we don't know how much longer we're going to have. We all are trying to make things count. So 
I think a little empathy goes a long way. And I, I'm just as divided as we are as people. I, I tend to believe that we have more in common than we have that's different. I agree. And it's all perception of how we choose to look at it. So if we're looking at things like, hey, maybe there's an opportunity for a learning experience here, for example, instead of being angry in that moment and just like, I mean, that's hard to control sometimes, but if you're sitting there going, oh, I just want to punch this person in the face, I would challenge you to look at the situation from an outsider's perspective and take your ego out of it and then go, okay, what can I learn from this? Oh, maybe I need to think this way, or maybe I need to, you know, say it like this instead of like this. And then you have a better conversation where you're not getting into a fist fight, you know? <laughs> I would recommend avoiding fist fights. If, yes, if fight fights. So that seems like good advice. Yeah. I think it's just important to understand who you are and mm-hmm. understand that not everyone's going to like you and that's okay. Yeah. It's hard. I get that. It is hard. You know, we, we, you know, for some people that's a little easier than others, but it's, it is, it is challenging, especially in the age of social media, you know, that that's made things a lot more challenging. And, you know, we, we've kind of gotten to the place of uh, equating someone not liking a post of ours to them, not liking us. Um, right. and, and some of the, some of that stuff takes place in our head way more than it takes place in reality, but it's complicated. Very, very complicated. It's all learning emotional control yeah. though, too. Very right? much. Very, very much. I'd make a lot more money if I had the answer to some of those questions. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what What do you think people should do just as from the coaching space? What do you think people could do today to progress themselves in a forward motion towards their goals? If their goal is to uh, be healthier and live a happier, healthier life. Listen, first of all, I I believe very strongly in having a coach. I think, you know, just like you would say, I I think it's a, it's a wise thing for a person to have financial assistance or financial coach or financial planner. Mm -hmm. I would say in regards to health, you know, I'll never forget when my coach told me six years ago when I was talking to him and he was telling me about how he could help me. And I said, well, I'm going to try to do things on my own. And if it doesn't work, I'll reach out to you. And he said, well, here's the truth. I think if you could have done it on your own, you would have already. Mm -hmm. And that really is true. I think there is an element for us that really thrives on accountability and on community. And that's certainly what we try to um, create. But I think at the end of the day, there are a lot of programs, you know, it's easy to, to look at something and say, just like I said before, you know, if you want to quit smoking, it's just easy. Quit smoking. It's not always that easy. Mm. You know, the easy answer to being healthy is diet and exercise, right? Just diet and exercise. Well, if it was that easy, everybody would. But I, here's the truth. I think there's lots of great programs. Uh, I love what we do. But at the end of the day, there is nothing that works without consistency. Right. And if, if whatever it is that you do, you want to do something that can be that you can be consistent with. And it's truly just about learning to change your habits. And uh, I I get it. I know that habits are hard to break. You know, some of us have been living 20, 30, 40, 50 years doing a certain thing uh, and to change that overnight sometimes is challenging. And that's why I think having a coach support you is a lot better because I think the the role of a coach isn't to tell you what to do. It's to tell you or to remind you of what you want. I tell our coaches and clients this all the time. I'm not your boss. Your why is your boss. Your why is your boss. That's the way your life works. And my job is just simply to help you remind that because I think, you know, I've heard this said, you know, somebody used this reference and they, they were talking about integrity and, 
about how a lot of people, if I were to ask you, do you have integrity? You're going to say yes. There's not a lot of people that would answer no to the Mm -hmm. question. Do you have integrity? So do you have integrity? Yes. Isn't, is integrity important to you? Yes. Well, what does integrity mean? Integrity means one of the things you could say integrity means is doing the things that you say you're going to do. Right now for most of us, here's the truth. We have integrity when it comes to doing things that we promised others we would do for them. Yes. But we don't have a lot of integrity about doing things that we promised to ourselves. In fact, most of us have broken promise after broken promise to ourselves, while we do everything we can to keep the promises we've made to everybody else. So when it comes to yourself, there's a lot of people that lack integrity because they do not consistently do the things they promise to do themselves. Mm-hmm. So, Current reality is an acquired taste. I think it's, you know, Google Maps, I, I wouldn't get anywhere without it. When, when you open up the Google Maps app to figure out what it is you're trying to get to or where you're trying to go, Google Maps asks you three things. Well, it really asks you two things, but there's three parts to it. One, where are you? Where are you currently located? Two, where do you want to go? And then three, here's how you're going to get there. I think that's the way it works with our health too. Mm-hmm. You got to know where you're currently at. That is gold, man. And you know what I love about that analogy? It will always redirect you if you mm-hmm. get off course. Right. Right. It, re- it redirects. It, it shows you the, the different path. But here's the thing. I think most people in life don't have what they want because they don't know what they want. And if you don't have, if you don't know what you want, you're never going to get what you want. It's just the truth. So my job as a coach is to help. It's not to... Listen, I don't spend a lot of time telling people what to do because I'm a pretty firm believer that if you figure out, if you know why, you'll figure out how. Yeah. So my job is to help you define where you're currently at. It sucks and you're not going to like it, but it's important. Mm-hmm. Second thing, what do you want? Why do you want it? And when you're at that point, then we can talk about how to get there. But I think the, the problem that a lot of people have is they, they, they try to come up with a plan of how to get to a place that they can't define. Yes, Exactly. So you look at where you're going and then you have to back engineer it. So for myself, I saw one of my friend's kid suffering. He was getting bullied at school because he was severely overweight. And I was really overweight at the time. And I was just sitting there. I had dinner with them and the kid ate more tacos than I did. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. That kid is on track for a very scary life. Mm -hmm. And I mean, he's four times the size of my nephew, who's the same age. And Mm -hmm. I'm sitting there going, okay, so I want to have kids soon. And how do I want my kids to live their lives? Do I want them to live a healthy life where they go, hey, my mom exercises every day and takes care of herself and eats healthy. And, or do I want the kid who can eat more tacos than me? Yeah. That's crazy, man. It is crazy. It is. So anyway, that's just a little about who we are, what we do. And I hope that that's, uh, I hope that whether you're interested in health or not, I hope those are things that can just give you some, whoever's listening, some guidance and into accomplishing whatever you want to accomplish with your life. Yeah. My first podcast interview. So my first podcast is my story. My Mm -hmm. second podcast is associations and how associations impact our lives and how I have made such a massive shift since joining Arate and um, being a part of their, our company. And I'm like, man, there's so many incredible people who just want to see you win. If you look for them, like you just have to go out and try and 
associate with the right kinds of people. And sometimes that can be challenging, but that's challenging because people are so scared to talk to each other. I'm the kind of person to walk into the party and be like, Hey guys, (laughs) just like get loud and talk to people. But you know what? That's not who I used to be. And I've developed this skill. I've developed my communication skills and how to talk to people and how to make small talk when things can be awkward, you know, and it's served me really well in my life. That's awesome. Yeah, man. It's crazy to know how much you can change over a couple of years if you put your mind to it. Anybody can. I love that. Yeah. So how can people get more access to you? Well, you know, I'm on the interwebs. I'm on social media. You can find me on Instagram. I'm at Corey Baker one, two, that's C-O-R-E-Y. And you can search me on, uh, on Facebook also, uh, Corey Baker, C-O-R-E-Y Baker. Uh, you'd want to get access to my book. Uh, you can go on Amazon, search for my name or search for my book title, Chasing Better. And uh, my podcast is available. I update weekly also. Uh, and that's, you can, wherever you listen to podcasts, search Corey Baker, Chasing Better. And you'll find my podcast there, but love to connect with anyone. And um, yeah, it's been, it's been great. Thanks for letting me come on for a few minutes. I know everyone got so much value out of that. I'm super pumped to go back and listen to it again and take some notes for myself to implement. But uh, thank you again. Appreciate your time. And this is the Pursuit of Relentless podcast signing off.